Hello, you're listening to Global Local. I'm Ingrid Kohler, and this podcast highlights local solutions to global challenges. Each episode will bring you local government policy and best practice from around the world. We'll talk to people who work in or with local government and communities about their experiences and how you can apply global learning locally. This podcast is brought to you by the Local Government Information Unit, LGIU. We are a local government membership organization and think tank. We're nonpartisan and nonprofit and passionate about localism. This week, we'll be hearing from Blake Lay, mayor of Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, my hometown, about the challenges of ensuring economic, educational, and cultural prosperity in rural communities. But first, I want to thank you and ask you for your help. Global Local kicked off in July 2021, and since then, the team, Melissa Thorne and Kat McManus and the rest of LGIU, have brought together over 21 editions of the Global Local Recap, 19 new blog posts, nine resource bundles, six think tank reviews, six podcasts, and four COP26-themed newsletters, as well as 138 curated innovation and inspiration case studies from over 50 countries. And we want to thank you for being part of this growth, and we have big plans for 2022. You can help us shape them. In fact, we need you to help us shape them. We have a survey open right now to help us know what you like and what you think and um, how you'd like us to bring you Global Local. Of course, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can fill out the survey. And I promise it's really short and really simple, but your help would make such a big difference to us. I'm so proud of what we've accomplished, but what's been the most inspirational to me is the development of the common platform of shared understanding. Yes, every place is different and genuinely unique, but there are so many shared problems, common problems that have to be addressed at the local level. You can see that theme really coming through all the topics we covered last year. We did a recap of the global recap, and you can see what I mean like climate change and the important role that local government has in adaptation, as well as the local leadership required to bring people together to solve this issue. We also looked at smart cities and innovation and planning with children and so much more. There's really no limit to the challenges that are shared by local communities everywhere. We love it when you share your stories with us, and these can really help illustrate the creativity and unique local solutions that others around the world can learn from and adapt to their own circumstances. And there are some truly unique solutions that are coming through. For example, libraries are one of the most beloved local government institutions. And following our look at how libraries are being used to address all kinds of wider issues, we got an example from Cork Libraries in Ireland about a book that's being used to help kids celebrate difference and helping families that have someone with a hearing impairment enjoy story time together. We wouldn't have had that story if the librarian in Cork hadn't got in touch with us. So please have a look on our website for more on how you can share your stories with us through blog posts, just ideas, or maybe you'd even like to come on the podcast. Alongside all the really important topics we've already touched on, another area that we focused on was rural creative industries and the story of how rural places can celebrate their unique cultural heritages and create new opportunities. I couldn't think of a better example than that of my own hometown, Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Tennessee is known, of course, all over the whole world as a place where the music is made. And Lawrenceburg is the home of Southern gospel music. 
Over the past few years, the town has made a bit more of that, as well as other claims to fame, such as being the home of Davy Crockett. So I talked to the mayor of Lawrenceburg, Blake Lay, about how Lawrenceburg is maximizing its cultural capital and bringing new educational opportunities to an area that's long been underserved in terms of higher education. Tell, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Blake Lay. I'm the mayor of the city of Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. And um, Lawrenceburg, I, I have to admit, I usually ask people this question, what's Lawrenceburg like or whatever city it is I'm asking about. Uh, in this case, I know the answer, <laughs> although things have changed. Uh, I went to high school there. My family is from Lawrenceburg. So um, Lawrenceburg's success is very close to my heart, as I'm sure it is to yours. Um, yes. But what is Lawrenceburg like? Uh, would, I would love to tell you it was a typical small town, but there's nothing typical about Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg is a growing economy. Uh, we just got our census numbers back the other day. Uh, the town's a town of about 15,000 uh, that swells to a town of about 25,000 uh, during the course of the day with people coming in and shopping and, and doing that and working in it. Uh, we are the largest city on the 64 bypass uh, from Memphis to Chattanooga. We're the largest city uh, between the two. Uh, we're about 90 miles south of Nashville, and we're about 30 minutes uh, from Florence, Alabama. So we really set it uh, in a great location for things that are going on. But uh, it's a it's a great, great hometown. Some of the friendliest people you ever want to meet in this community. I, I'm, lucky absolutely. To, I'm lucky to be mayor. Ooh, my cat my us. cat has just showed up on the podcast this is not her first podcast um uh, uh, appearance unfortunately uh so I, didn't know this was I could have brought my golden retriever i have a golden <laughs> retriever i could have brought <laughs> with me you too. could have we've had dogs on the podcast before especially during lockdown when people were at home and stuff um but yeah uh, and if you were visiting Lawrenceburg, what kind of things could you do? What would you expect to see? Well, uh, we have a large Amish population, which is one of our biggest strong. Uh, these are are the old sect of the Amish. They still horse and buggy, no electricity, do a lot of a lot of uh, crafts and things at home, make a lot of this, their own own things, and it's a really good tourist uh, attraction for them. We have tour buses that come in to look at that, those. We are the home of Southern Gospel music. Uh, that We have the Ball Museum here that draws people. Uh, we have a 900-seat uh, theater that uh, draws people in. We have shows and different things there. We have uh, a large fair that draws 100, 125,000 people a year to our thing. It's a 10-day fair that does really well. And one of the things we're most proud of also is our state park. Uh, we have over, it's nearly 2,000 acres. Uh, it is a park and great campgrounds, a great opportunity for people to get back to nature. And we have over 700,000 visitors come through the front gates of that a year. Wow. Uh, those kind of things, great for for going out. Uh, we have a lot of uh, natural water. People kayak. People people do that trail uh, floating. Uh, we have a new company that actually does uh, inner tube rides down our creek here through the middle of the community, which is a lot of fun. We have a lot of visitors doing that. 
uh, again, known as a, a town that is really, really friendly. As we're growing, the number of people that are moving into our community from out of California, from out of New Jersey, New York are coming here, and the first thing they said they say is, "Just can't believe how friendly y'all, you people are in uh, this." And so we pride ourselves on our friendliness too. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely true, and it's like it's um, you know having having grown up there and having um, not not just like uh, I mean large extended family, which of course I you know I did, but um, but also uh, just through the community and friends and networks. And so like when something bad happens, people, people have your back and they're, they're there to support you and, um, and, and hold you up when, um, when, when time gets hard or, or to celebrate with you when times are good. So it really is true. Uh, that is one of the things It's one of the more giving communities and watching. It's one of the things that might, makes me so proud when things do happen uh, that we're able to do that. Uh, we were one of the first communities in the whole, whole state of Tennessee to have a, a special needs park, uh, Abigail's Plan, which was wonderful. No, no uh, state money came into that. It was uh, it was done purely through donations and local funding to, to the tune of about a million and a half, two million dollars for this park for our special needs kids. So, just and that was for that was for sporting access. Is that that was rubber ice field? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and and um, and just to just to name check the park, the state park is Davy Crockett State Park. Davy Crockett State Park, yes. And um, and it, it really is lovely, and um, the, you can you can uh, you can camp there, or they've got um, chalets uh, and stuff as well um, on the lake. Yeah, cabins that are rented right, right on the lake. It's got a wonderful. It's about a fifteen acre lake uh, out there. Got really it's stocked for fishing. Really nice. I never caught anything, by the way. <laughs> you got to throw the, it into the water. Remember, you got to get it in the water. I caught anything in that lake, <laughs> but you can you can get on a boat out there, and I, you know, it's really lovely. Yeah, so, yeah. But in terms of those um, those events and the 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 theater, the festivals, and 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 drawing on the heritage around Southern gospel, um, which is a particular style of um, of of gospel music, um, kind of uh, uh, it's hard to just it's hard to describe really, but it's very much based on harmonies and a very kind of um, uh, it's a kind of a pared down sound in some ways, but with really rich harmonies. So it's not like heavily arranged. It's very um, uh, I've heard it sometimes called as primitive uh, primitive style, but it's it's um, it, it's amazing to listen to, and it's amazing to be. Uh, right up in in like really close to that kind of because you can like feel actually kind of feel the harmony as well as hear it um, so it is one of those things that you kind of need to experience live um, but you know Lawrenceburg has these things quite quite a lot of things for a town of that size what difference does that make to that local economy and that kind of growth it, 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 tourism dollars, as everyone knows, are the, are the easiest, best dollars you get because it doesn't take a lot to do that if you have the things that are drawn into it. So it's it's what we call free money. It doesn't take infrastructure. People come in, they eat at our restaurants. The, the multiplying effect of that dollar is a multiplier of usually three to six times uh, when they come into our community because they're shopping, they're eating out, they're going to the different festivals, they're staying in our hotels, and then they leave. And they leave their money behind, which is a, which is a good thing for us. 
And, and it, it's all part of those tourism dollars that we like, like to do that. And we tell our, our people all the time, you're, you're our face of our community. You're the ones that make this from our restaurants to our hotels, to the waiters and waitresses that do that, our bartenders, the people that deal with that. That, that makes our community and the way you represent us uh, is not only people in my position, uh, like in my position, but in their positions. They're the ones that are on the ground touching them every day. And we do a lot of those things through our Chamber of Commerce. We have a very, very robust and uh, active Chamber of Commerce that handles our tourism. Also, they handle our economic development. It's all under one roof. So you really get a good feel and flow of all things through that. And they're all, they keep their, uh, their finger on the pulse of our tourism often. And, you know, we're continuously looking at the way that we handle our guests better and better and better. Fantastic. And then in terms of, um, oh, I might as well ask the question now. I sometimes ask this question, sometimes don't. So you mentioned the restaurants. What kind uh -huh. of food, what kind of food would you expect to eat in Lawrenceburg? We're all across the board. Uh, we have, of course, your, your Southern foods. We have that <laughs> restaurants that cater to the good old, what I call Southern food that I love so much. Mm -hmm. that chicken and, and your meat in threes all the way up to steakhouses. We have Mexican food. We have uh, new pizza places that are coming to town. There's some new restaurants that we're getting. Really just about any, anything that you want uh, is, is, is available here for you. But I recommend, I recommend, I heartily recommend that you, uh, that you go, um, that you go local and that you go and you get the traditional food. You can't really yeah. go wrong with that. I mean, you can go wrong with it like health wise, but. Yes, uh, you're, this is not a, a medically uh, recommended diet you're, you're recommending. Uh, no, we, we do that. You know, if, if you can't fry it, it's probably not worth eating. You know, anything we can do, we can fry and we can move on. But no, it, it really is uh, uh, good Southern cooking, good Southern foods. Even what we were talking about in Amish country, uh, there's bakeries up there and you can actually experience Amish food, Amish cookies and different things. So it's really, really neat. And wagon rides and stuff. You can eat your cookies and eat stuff while you're riding on a wagon ride too. So. <laughs> Fantastic. I, what I miss, um, and my British listeners won't, you know, they'll be like, biscuits? But like, I really miss biscuits and gravy. Um, so, uh, but they're like... Yeah, the American Southern biscuits. And I have not found London is a great place to eat. So many wonderful restaurants here. But I have yet to find any good biscuits and gravy. And my biscuits aren't that good. They're okay. But they're the ones I've had when I traveled over there, they were flat. They were more like uh, like tea, tea cakes or something like that, but not true true Southern biscuits. And, no. Uh, you really want to throw them off over there. Ask for chocolate gravy. That really messes them up over there. If you ask for chocolate gravy, they, 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 what, is, what is that? Yeah, so, not a thing. Which I didn't not realize is something unique to our area. Not, yeah. not a lot of areas in the country have chocolate gravy. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that's like actually like you like you just you think it's like everybody's got chocolate gravy, but um, then you go you know just like. 40, 50 miles away, and no, they don't. <laughs> they don't have that. But if, some of our secrets to ourselves, I guess. So there yeah, we go. It, it, again, not medically recommended, but really, <laughs> 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 really good. Um, really good stuff. 
Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that is, um, again, one of the things that's really lovely is that kind of community eating and sharing. Then I ask oh. you just, just kind of pivot a little bit and those, the theater and all those other kind of things, what does that do in terms of, you know, skip past the money, which is important, mm-hmm. but in terms of community cohesion, in terms of um, build, building up the, you know, the resilience and, and, and happiness of uh, the citizenry? Well, it's a great point of gathering. We have we have not only our theater, but we have a, a pavilion that seats about 4,500 people at our fairground that is uh, something that a uh, joint venture between our Rotary Club and the city of Lawrenceburg. That's another place where we have our tractor pools. We have other things where the community comes together. It, and, and it really is a sense of coming together and all. Everybody comes comes to these things. That, and you get a little bit of a mix of that. We have our, uh, our locally produced plays along with outside entertainment that comes in and is able to play there. Uh, we have our local beauty contest for our fair, Miss Fairs to the Fair, and those mm-hmm. things are held there that draw from all over the whole county and from uh, from around. We, uh, you, you have those kind of things. So it really does, it's a sense of community. It's a sense of belonging. Everybody can come to there and be a part of something a little bit bigger than they are. So it's it's uh, it's a really good, good opportunity to see people and friends and meet new friends. So uh, it's, it, it's, it's a nice and I'm sure you've had, um, and I, I mean, I've, you know, keep up with the news uh, off and on, but I know that like many, many places, you've had challenges around uh, COVID, but we were talking before the interview that one of those challenges hasn't really been economic. Um, no. uh, and so what has been the kind of, um, what, what has made the difference in terms of keeping the, the city budget and, and, and the economy on track? We really took a very uh, aggressive stance on that as far as when you're dealing with that. Uh, as soon as the things began to develop and you realize what was happening in the pandemic, we turned around and reached out to our 15, 16 largest employers. And we told them that we trusted them because their most valuable asset is their employees. And we trusted them to take steps to be able to combat that and do that and keep them, their people separation. Government stepping in and me telling you how to run your business, how to do this, what to do. We didn't take that approach here. We really worked closely with them. We supported uh, the, we had weekly calls with our, our larger employers and everything else. And we made that through very well. I think right now we're dealing with about 60, 62 cases in the whole county. So we, we work very closely with our hospital and, and those. But what happened during those times, people were staying home. They were shopping locally. They were doing, uh, learning, learning. They actually, some of them met relatives they hadn't met in a while. Good or bad, that could be good or bad. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of the people rediscovered their, their hometown. And they rediscovered our state park. They were, you know, getting out and walking and doing things out in the county and spending times with their family. And what we saw is that our sales tax during that time grew anywhere from 18 to 22% during the COVID time. 
they weren't going off to Nashville. They weren't going off to these other major cities. They weren't going on major vacations because they couldn't. And they were staying at home and enjoying uh, what we have to offer here. And it's amazing how many people that have lived there their whole life go, well, I didn't know what we had that. I didn't know this. Or I didn't know that. So it really was as bad as all that was. It wasn't an awakening. And I think it happened a lot across America, especially in rural communities and hometowns. Uh, that people understood you don't have to go out and get entertained all the time, that you can spend some time at home with your family and reconnect. So uh, those were the positives. It's Revenue-wise, it was good for us. Uh, we, when we started our budget off on the community uh, originally during COVID, we told all of our department heads that we would look at running on a normal budget. And then every three to four months, we would look at see how we're trending and what we were doing. If we had to make adjustments, we would do that. Uh, but luckily we were debt. As I said, our revenue stayed up and we were able to make it through. Uh, very good, very nice. So, uh, you know, again, you've got to look for a uh, silver lining and literally it did, it made us rediscover uh, really how special our community is. And you and you had some of those outdoor venues, you had um, the park already. And so previous investments and previous work in that area allowed that entertainment and, and um, you know, uh, recreation to carry on um, uh, that didn't need to be necessarily indoors. Yeah, our, walking, our walking trails, our bike trails, the things that are out there for our people, uh, you know, being able to, to uh, get on the waterways and, and kayak and be, be that, it, it was really, really pleasant to see people reconnect re re with those. Yeah, I, I am I am definitely doing the inner tube thing the next time. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. Um, we might right have after, to do that. I've never done it, so me and you might have to go do it together. Well, so we I, can well. do that. We can do that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like fun because I've, I've definitely, oh, you know, I've, I love going out on the canoe and stuff like that, but I've not I've not done the inner tube thing, so that sounds great. Um, but I'm going to get my biscuits and my sun drop first. Um, so yeah, yeah we do some sun drops too. That would that would be something. Yeah. Mm, I do love sun drop, um, and that sun drop for listeners is a it's not it's not just in Lawrenceburg, but it's Lawrenceburg is one of the few places where you can find it. it's a it's a soda fizzy drink. Um, that's um it's citrusy yeah and it's like super sweet and loaded with caffeine and you like you will feel it like you feel energized after you've had one of those and i had a sun drop addiction for a long time yeah yeah it's it's pretty good stuff uh you have to turn around a buddy of mine moved to california about 10 years ago and he was having a ship sun drops during this we finally weaned him off of him but uh yeah i've i had some somebody sent me some a couple years ago and my son and my stepsons were like, Oh, can we have some? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, you don't have an addiction. You don't have, you're like, you know, no, I'll let you taste no, it. No, these no are, more, you don't need any more bad habits. right? These yeah. are mine. I'm yeah. going to enjoy it. I'm going to, I'm going to let you try it. But, uh, yeah. Plus don't, don't get hooked on the sun drop, but it, yeah, miss it anyway. Um, uh, that has just been, that's been really fantastic. But what, what are some of the other things that like, look, I've been gone for uh, a long time, 25 years, something like that, maybe more long time, long time. I'm old now. Um, 
So what are some of the things in Lawrenceburg that you've got now that you're really proud of that weren't there when um, when I was kicking around? Well, let's go. We, we still got those same three high schools across the county. Uh, still, you've got the Wildcats, the the Eagles, and the, the Mustangs. Um, it really, uh, as far as just a growing up of a community, I would say difference. Um, some things have went away, replaced by more fast food type restaurants, not as many of the home, those hometown things, but we're going through experience growth like, like most communities. Uh, of course, there's no more Murray, which was the world leader in bicycle, the world leader in lawnmower and that. That went away and that was, uh, that was you know, in the mid 2000, uh, that building is now completely uh, occupied with five different companies, six different companies, very proud of that come back. New businesses have located here and continue uh, to grow in that that size. Uh, a lot of new faces. I think that would be probably the thing that you would see more than anything else as far as a difference. Uh, you, you know, we, we're catering to a lot more people from California and up in in New York and New Jersey and around that are coming here calling this our their home. Uh, I think that would be one of the things that that you would you would see out and about. Uh, a couple of different accents, you know, they'll have that good good non uh, non southern accent like we do. But uh, <laughs> there, there's just a lot of things. The city, the city, we've really focused hard on a clean, clean city. Uh, we work very hard. Our crews work very hard on keeping our roadways picked up of trash and that, and a lot of education to our people about what it means for our community that we're continuous on show because you never know who's gonna pass through that might wanna call this place home. And so a lot of that kind of things, but uh, you know, me- the ed- but the, yeah, the educational opportunity. I mean, that is one thing that is that is really different now. Is the the yeah? Because um, yeah, it was just um, when I last left, there was like a tiny little extension of Colum- when I last lived there. Not since I've left State. been uh-huh. there, but Columbia State. Um, but now, it, since I've actually last been in Lawrenceburg, because I haven't been in a while, it's COVID and all that. But. Um, yeah. Is the uh, is the new um... the opportunities? What we recognize, communities leaders here recognized about six years ago, and it all literally it was a group of us uh, at a at a high school basketball game. In the halftime of the girls' basketball game, they announced had brought all the students out and announced where they were going off to college. And I turned to a friend of mine and I said. There's our problem. We've just spent 12 years educating our best and brightest, and here they go, and they're going off to school, and the odds of them ever coming back are slim and none. And we need to figure out a way to keep these people at home and keep our kids at home. And when we really started looking at this, it was a, it was across our whole region. Uh, there's about uh, 4,500 kids around this area that graduate and are gone. There were no four-year opportunities here outside of a private college uh, to the east of us that was uh, Martin Methodist. So we began working with that. We brought the attention uh, to the state of Tennessee. We worked very closely with our representatives at the at, during those times. And Tennessee recognized there was an issue. And uh, between private and public monies and state money, 
we were able to build a, uh, a new campus here, 50-acre campus. Uh, first building is, is uh, built and occupied. Uh, to, uh, we put, raised, put about $18 million into a building in Lawrence, Lawrenceburg. Uh, it looks like something you would see on any major college campus. That was the look we were going to. If you're going to keep your kids at home, they need to have that same college-like atmosphere and experience. Uh, we partnered with Tennessee Tech uh, there with Columbia State. Uh, we also uh, were dealing with Martin Methodist. Well, during the course of that, uh, the gentleman who had been involved with this project through the uh, ECD at the state of Tennessee uh, became president of the University of Tennessee, a gentleman by the name of Randy Boyd, who is a really forward thinker. And Randy, during the times that he had worked with us to get our school up and running, had noticed that uh, Martin Methodist was struggling over there, the private school. So uh, he initiated a program and uh, extended the University of Tennessee for the, for the first time in 50 years and with the purchase of uh, Martin Methodist. Uh, that came, came to fruition uh, in uh, February, March, July, really closed up in July. And so their enrollment has really begun to go up, the cost savings for a student to be there. But they are a part of our campus here too. They have a presence on ours. So again, building, building the opportunities for this area, uh, and we don't say Lawrence County or Lawrenceburg, it's the whole region that we're interested because in, that's where our workers come from. It's not just from out of my community or out of Lawrence County, it's, it's the whole 13, 14 county region around us where our workers are coming from, our families are coming from, our growth is coming from, from those. So could not be prouder. We recognize the importance of education here and we're really taking it to the next level. We have uh, two key, TCAT programs and that's the uh, trades uh, program schools here that really, there's a re-emphasis in, uh, in our area. We have TCATs embedded in all three high schools where we're teaching welding, um, mechanics, CNC programs, other things here to really know and meet the needs of your next level of uh, trades that are needed uh, by industry. And we, we have an outreach through our uh, Chamber of Commerce. We actually have a liaison between our school system and our Chamber of Commerce, where we're making sure that the, when our kids are coming out of school, they have an opportunity to connect to the jobs of tomorrow. Uh, education can a lot of times just go down the same old path every day, producing the same thing. And we're really seeing more of a connection between education and business and what we call real world. And uh, that's another thing that I'm very proud of in our community that uh, a lot of people across the state and especially across the country don't recognize. And we did recognize that and recognized it early. So we are, uh, we're recognizing the state as one of the leaders uh, because of that education that we're doing. And uh, you will find a, a workforce. One of the things that I'm most proud of National average uh, in the U.S., uh, only about 17% of all students graduating high school have ever had a job. Uh, we're pushing right at 40% of our kids coming out. So there is a work ethic that has been produced uh, in this community that a lot, of, a lot of areas of the country don't have. And that's something we're very proud of, too. Yeah, and it gives you a great start in life. I mean, it helped um, 
I actually I worked at the radio station and uh, other places in Lawrenceburg before I actually graduated uh, high school. And uh, and look at me now with my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, good you probably worked with Foxy Griffin and uh, Jackie Cheatwood there. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, the, the people that watch this will have no clue who they, those were, but they were they were very special people to both of us. So. Big characters, big characters. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so anyway, I just I thank you so much for your time and for catching me up um, and for, um, you know, our listeners who are, are running and working in local government in rural areas all over the world will be, um, and in cities too, will be really interested in, in, in what you're doing. Fantastic. Love to welcome your visitors anytime to please come visit. You know, we tell people, come for a visit. You might stay for a lifetime. You might indeed. You might indeed. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. See ya. See ya.